Well, welcome you guys. Love that you're coming on every week. <laughs> and um, so let me just pray. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just receive right now your angelic hosts all around about us. We uh, receive Holy Spirit, just more of you, Lord, just more of your presence. Just come, Lord. Thank you for the angels. I see them. They're kind of swaying. I don't know if they're worshiping. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the cloud of witnesses. Thank you that you are with us, Yeshua. And we bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So, um, Holy Spirit, our hearts are open. Our hearts are open right now to just receive what you want to impart and also what revelation you want to grant us today especially uh we're practicing as you know um not just the presence of god but communion communion with him on a consistent ongoing basis so a lot of times i'll listen to some teaching especially years ago when i was listening to a a lot of new revelation um the lord would just come and speak to me and he would add to what i was hearing so i'm really uh for that so i, I just pray right now that god will just you know in part speak to you through what he's presenting um and then we're going to share because as i said before i'm hoping that we all can kind of participate because that's how it was before. Everybody had a word of prophecy, something. And so that we all can get to know each other and, you know, let the Lord use you as a, as a vessel. And it's fun to hear what God is speaking to you and what he wants to release through you. And of course, the foundation of that is, you know, having things um, cleaned up through repentance through you know getting rid of our garbage uh books cds stuff that holds you back to the world so the whole idea is untether yourself from the world which is kind of like what we're going to be talking about today so you know i'm sure we all or most of us have gone through that purging process when you first receive christ you know you might feel convicted about different things and some of these things would be difficult to get rid of and to give up. But if you were to look back now, you would you wouldn't want it anyway. So um, some of these things, you know, they might be what seems to be innocent, but for some reason there could be something that's connected to that or attached to that. You know, I had a friend that had gone through divorce and <clears throat> it was not a good thing, and she just she'd throw everything out that had to do with him because she needed to start new and i think that's important that we need to start fresh with god and um whether that's secular music or something that that ties you to the past some things if we if you travel a lot you know most of us know that certain objects could actually have curses on them so be careful what you buy and what you bring home and even when you're shopping for christmas if it's coming from someplace you're not quite sure you know just uh pray over that thing and and untether it connect uh, untether it to the enemy if there's a 
especially uh, some of the new age things, you know, just break curses because these things are real. And, you know, there's been many stories where people will start to have a problem and through prayer or fasting, they will see it. Then it'll be on an object that they brought home. And when they break it and they throw it away, they are released from that problem. There's no fear in it. We're all on a journey, right? So I sent this to a couple of people on here, but uh, <clears throat> today I wanted to talk about, and I know some of you have comments about this. Um, it, I, I find it very interesting that, um, well, first of all, we were through an ascension one time, if some of you remember, um, we saw that uh, that a lot of us are going to go back to the year uh, 1950, um, 1960, and there's been some words about that, that we're going to go back. And the idea here is more about affording things, maybe not having the abundance we once had. I feel like this is all temporary. But even years ago, you know, God was showing us that it was going to happen where we would have to cut back. And there's been also words where people were going to start to do, um, you know, more and more gardening and, you know, buy less in the store, buy uh, in bulk and, you know, make your own stuff because of the cost. We, we all see how things have gone up so much and they say it's going to get worse i don't i don't know but um <clears throat> so speaking of going back there are quite a few things that well first of all the lord has been speaking to me about pulling back from some of the news because uh it kind of it wars against what god's doing like it, I mean, some of the news, okay, let's just be honest. It's not the Brady Bunches, Brady Bunch era anymore, or the Partridge family, or these innocent period of time. It's so much more beyond what we ever imagine. As far as some of these horrible things going on in the world, they're shocking. And we know that there, we're going toward the days of Noah, as in the days of Noah, so will it be in the end. And that those days of Noah were horrible. I mean, I had an, uh, I had a one-on-one -on -one with someone, and we were doing uh, bloodline cleansing, and we were taken way back before the flood, and the things that were on were just it just horrible so they had the giants and the giants would uh, sacrifice people i'm not going to go into too much detail but uh it, it's um it, it was so destructive for the regular person whose dna wasn't tainted and they were becoming more and more uh victims of these giants and so forth so and um, so now there's things going on that you could say is just as bad. Um, however, we as the Ecclesia and the church, the Lord is, I'm sure you all could probably testify how he's pulling us back and he's, he's, he's incubating us, he's separating us, he's 
setting us apart. We've sanctified ourselves. We've set ourselves apart. And in that sanctification, that setting apart, that means untethering from the world, right? It's untethering, but it's also cleaving to Jesus in communion and relationship with himself, the person of God. And that one-on-one -on -one wholehearted devotion communion with him. So that's, that's the goal. And we've noticed, most of us have noticed the shift that happens when we let go of that world and we're communing and, and doing one-on-one -on -one with Yeshua. It's like a door that opens up into times of ecstasy, times of joy, times of incredible encounter and through worship and, and ascension. And uh, yeah, I'm just feeling it now. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing the angels and having a day-to-day -day walking with God like that. So the world is boring in comparison. And so having said that, the, 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 the tethering, untethering from the world and tethering yourself to the Father as your Father and we know through the bloodline cleansing book, if you've done that, that you untether. Now, I, there's some things are like, well, I don't know if I believe, you know, like some of the things that she might say, that's okay. Just, you know, continue to do it if you haven't done it yet. But um, the untethering from the world and the family, as far as parents goes, um, the the physical, the uh, the ideas, the mindsets, the the ways that they think, the ways they've influenced you, especially if they're not saved. And now, if they're saved, okay, you can sift some of that good stuff out. But you know, I, there's people out there that will, especially when they first leave home, and they'll hear their mother's voice. And sometimes that could be a familiar spirit. And other times, maybe it's it's there's a, their subconscious and their mother is saying, you know, your room's a mess or you need to clean your room or or that that conscience or unconscious, uh, that voice that that's being that mom, uh, you know, things that are or or you probably have experienced this where the family holds sway, they hold sway over you they they uh they care about you of course but then they also impact you or influence you or they they say no you shouldn't do this or no you shouldn't do that and you know there's an oppression sometimes there's a cr criticism for some people um <clears throat> there's a like a judgment uh, you know i recently spoke to someone who their sister was um you know saying don't do this do this and the, this the the younger sister who is listening to this was an adult and so we have to kind of go okay i love you but you know so so that's why a lot of us especially in the jewish community in the old testament the whole nation the whole tribe, you know, was going in a different direction that they should have because they influence and they affect each other. But there's a part that God is doing now that separates us where we are in union with the father that we we uh, we tether to him and he's our dad. He's our dad. 
And Jesus said, call no man your father because you, excuse me, you have one father that's in heaven. And so what does that look, that look like? It means there's times that you might have to go, okay, you know, I love my family, but I need to disconnect for a while. You need to just pull back and disconnect so that you can be filled with God and filled with his thoughts and his love and his positive thinking, all the good of heaven. You need to do that. You need to allow him to saturate you with himself. And when you get to the fullness of that, when it is time and prepared, when you can, when you do go and connect with your family, you'll be a different person. And you won't be affected or influenced by them so much anymore in the way of negativity or influence or feeling um, controlled or manipulated and all of that. So I, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but here it is. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I love about, you know, we're just kind of going with what God wants to release. So, so the thing is, is um, you can't impact the world if you are under people in family or friends that are influencing you and affecting you and it it goes contrary to the scriptures it goes contrary to what your conscience speaks or what you feel in your heart you're supposed to do you, you know you it won't it won't go together so you have you know you have no choice but to untether yourself and separate you know and in that separation you know, he, that's that he, he, he draws you in with union and he, that's where he's saying, you know, will you marry me or merge with me? Will you uh, say, yes, father, you are my father from now on, only you, like this is your parent in heaven now. This, the father is a universal king. He is the emperor of all things and he's your daddy. Now we can conflict if if we've got the world pulling on us all the time. So having said that, um, we're talking, first of all, I'm trying to organize this. We're talking about how things were back in the day before Noah. What's going on today? What does that look like? You know, definitely like those days. So things are getting worse. But before they got worse, there were there was a there were seasons on this earth, as you know, especially America, where uh, there most everyone would go to church on Sunday. I mean, I saw a video of the '40s, and there were people lining up, like you think now it's a rock concert, but they were lining up down the street to get into church on Sunday morning in New York City. And they were all dressed up and everybody looked different. And there was a conscience there. And, and things have changed so badly now. So, um, so the, as far as the, the economy and that kind of thing we were talking about, how it's going to go back to the 40s, the 60s. But I'm here just for today to say to you, why not, as you untether from all the horrible news that can, can kind of um, work against what God's doing, 
TV or whatever, the stuff of the world, as you separate yourself, I want to challenge you now to look back and the things that were and the ways that things were. And one of those ways is even right after you've got Paul and John the Baptist and the disciples, you've got all of those writings, but then you also have the early church fathers. And when you read something like um, uh, the guy from Rome, I can't think of his name for, for some reason, you know, there's this, those early church fathers, I have to dig it up here, but um, that they had their heart were, was pure and their heart was in the right place. And, and it could so easily fit into the scriptures today. So some of these early writings had uh, a conscience. They had, um, they were uh, seeing things in the proper perspective. Okay, so, and the other thing is, uh, like I had said earlier, some of you already know about this, but, you know, I just happened to look up the word love. Now, in the Noah Webster Dictionary, who was a Christian when he wrote this of 1928, this is, this is the first dictionary, and he was a Christian, and back in those days, everybody was totally accepting of christ and they were that was their that was their life when people came to america to found it it was on principles of christians who had a conscience and they wanted to rule themselves as believers in christ and they had uh morals and values and things you know and it's almost like i want to i feel it in the spirit and i see it how it's like digging up the ancient wells and it's digging up the old gems and the old the things that were buried that were trampled on i mean i just saw a vision of that <clears throat> you know i would just want to encourage everyone to make it a quest to dig up some of these old gems so so going back to just this is just a dictionary but it was saturated in things about jesus so what happened was webster ended up that whole thing was sold out and and now we have secular people doing all the dictionaries and the, you're not going to hear this in the newer dictionaries so this is just the word love and you can get this on kindle or you can get i have the i have the copy back in the day when i got my um hard copy they didn't have it on kindle but i'm so glad they do now um so for the word love, this is part of the definition. The Christian loves his Bible. In short, we love whatever gives us pleasure and delight, whether animal or, or um, intellectual. And if our hearts are right, we love God above all things as the sum of all excellence and all the attributes which can communicate happiness to intelligent beings. <laughs> In other words, the Christian loves God with the love of complacency in his attributes, the love of benevolence towards 
the interests of his kingdom and love of gratitude for favors received. The love of God is the first duty of man and his and this springs from just just views, just views of his attributes or excellencies of character. So just meaning correct or righteous views of his attributes or excellencies of character, which afford the highest delight to the sanctified heart. Esteem and reverence constitutes ingredients in this affection and a fear of offending him is its inseparable effect. You're not going to find that in the dictionary today. And then I looked up the, the word beloved. Jesus, the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. It says, um, beloved is loved, greatly loved, dear to the heart. So it's like the father said, this is my greatly loved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's intense love. He loves you the same way. He loves you the same way. So, so some of these, um, these rich gems, you know, you find them in the scriptures as well, but they're rich and they're heavy and they're, they have weight to them. They, they enrich your life, which brings me to the subject the the and I wow I just pray right now father and maybe this is just a prophecy but I pray right now that these who will watch this later and those who are on here now Lord that you would bring an impartation and of impact impact to the next generation you know the ge the generation the kids the teens and all of that they're influenced by tv and movies and and each other who the each other watches tv and movies and music and that's shaping their culture it's not what we see today back in you know the 1800s they read rich poetry you know they had this type of you know um definitions they they didn't have tv they didn't have radio so they they spent their time in their mind going deep and with the depth now today you probably have heard people say at least my daughter would talk about this long long time ago about how about shallowness like oh that person is shallow or that guy is shallow they don't have much depth to them and they don't have much interest they it's just on the surface or or where they're not genuine they're not who they really are. They're not displaying themselves as they are. They're putting on a mask. They're pretending because of fear, because they want to be liked. And all of that is dust in the wind. It doesn't, it doesn't help anybody. And so I just want to propose to you that as you untether yourselves to from the world, the movies, the TV, the news, or whatever, that you not only tether yourself to the richness of God Himself, but what it where were people back in the 1800s? 
or or the 1940s what were they like what were they doing they had most of them had a conviction and i just want to encourage you to um to go back and research and maybe buy books or poetry or things that reinforce your faith that will give you that overall you know that rounded view of truth that's been lost and some of these things might be in some of these old books like the um the uh, apocryphas some of these apocrypha stories are fantastic and i'm doing some research for um the um you know revelations that's happening right now and so i have this book i absolutely love and i'm really grateful for it but you know we have the testimony of job and we have um the parable of solomon and the odes of solomon the apocalypse of elijah the ascension of isaiah you know and uh even the book of jubilees is not in your bible and that is what really stood out to me was um eight which is not in your typical bible they can only fit so many books in the bible but is the incredible amount of joy abraham had because he found out that jesus christ the son of god god's son was going to be born in his bloodline that is not very clear from what i understand i could be wrong in your bible that abraham knew anything about that god was going to be born in his bloodline but he was overwhelmed with that and that is so so rich so so yeah i just uh that so that's my message <laughs> as you untether tether uh open your heart up for new things and new ideas and especially things that are rich in in uh your faith in christ because they carry so much there's uh yeah so um I, I gotta think about the guy is um in like i have a lot of the apoc different apocrypha books or lost books and years ago we'd be like oh don't touch that you know and, and that's a bunch of baloney god had actually i believe set that set that apart for us i i believe that although a lot of people weren't like they don't want to read it i think it's for this time that we start to research some of these things is every single one you're going to find out in the ancient scrolls you know correct maybe not but that's okay you know go to the next book <laughs> um so i wanted to find i have to look it up see i don't i don't uh don't have it right off hand but it was um one of the church fathers and he's uh of rome what's his name does anybody remember what i'm talking about because i've spoken about this on the on the calls before but i can't think of the name anyway as i'm looking this up do, can anybody share uh, anything if you came prepared because <laughs> yeah um i know i shared you know just to start something here um with carmen and tony and uh margot the the um the dictionary because i was just so overwhelmed with wow that is so cool and i don't know who wants to say something carmen 
I know you have some rich things to speak about. Um, well, I might be a little bit different than what you're talking about. I can just uh, say what kind of came to my mind. Good, when that's you were what I want to hear. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because um, uh, you're talking about the way things used to be. And I was just thinking, because you're talking about um, the news and how we get the news and everything. So I, what came to my mind was um, how kids get their... I'll say wisdom because I don't really know the correct word to use, but how they get wisdom now. And I was thinking about there's so many stories in the Bible where they um, had a memorial. And one of the reasons for that was so that the kids would ask questions about that and then they could share about what God was doing. So I was thinking that's not I mean, I don't see a place for that now, but we all have memorials that we could have as an example, just to start a, um, to make the kids ask questions because now kids are getting, well, what they think is wisdom or information from sources outside of, let's say the elders, it's from TV and from friends. I, that's just what came to my so, mind. So what do you mean by memorial? By the way, before you answer that, Clement of Rome, if you can look that up i think you can probably find the whole book free online it's a beautiful book anyway go ahead uh, what does that look like carmen um, what do you mean memorial well, maybe i missed something you said you mean, so um, I, from the you mean from the, what i'm talking about from the biblical perspective or something or uh, when you said uh the kids should have a memorial like uh, uh um well there might be um places that um uh trigger something like i, I, don't, I don't know how to say that in like a like, a, like a memory of a the memory past. oh wow. yes a memory but i was just thinking like that that was a major part in the bible because all, all the memorials or even when they had the feast it made the kids say what why are we doing this and they would talk about what god had done for them and just always keeping that fresh in their minds and that's how oh, they got okay. their wisdom so now it's like that's just totally not you know an existent thing unless you know you're sitting down with your kids and you're having that which i'm sure a lot of us are but it's in general it's just a missing piece and that's just what was coming to my mind I'm i just quite... thought about the memorials you know in the bible and how i mean it, it's kind of cool that it was mentioned like you're doing this memorial so the kids will ask and it's going to lead them to you explaining things. Yes, like, uh, well, they would sometimes anoint a stone and that would be the memorial, but they would talk about it. That That's really cool. You know, you're also reminding me and I'm also just share this for those who have kids, young kids are or going to have, um, you know, I, I like would take this book I would find somewhere. I mean, anything that would do that has pictures, maybe poetry or something like that. And I would randomly write things like I would pull it out and I'd say today, you know, you, you lost your first tooth. I would name the child and the date and, and uh, you know, you were fascinated or whatever I said, you know, what is, why am I losing my tooth or something, you know, and it would be just like a little paragraph. And then I would close the book and then put it away. And then 
you know, one of the other kids had a little event and I'd pull it out and I'd write the little thing down, you know, today you, and I would address them. And I figured one day I'll just hand it to them. They'll probably be grandparents by then, but just something fun for them to read through. So it kind of reminded me of that, like a memorial. Yeah, that's so, awesome. I love that. Yeah. And it can, of course, you don't have to do it for kids. You could do it for yourself. Of course, that's what journaling's for, but just the little things. Um, yeah, I don't know who else wants to speak. John? Nope, I don't have nothing to say. We're not hearing you, John. I don't know why. You hearing me? Yeah, no, I do. Oh, no, I don't have nothing. Nothing okay. Nothing came to your mind. All right. Oh. Okay. Um, the other thing is like some of these old movies, not all of them, but they also are intriguing, you know, how people lived and there's so many movies that had God in it, you know, and that was normal back then. You know, there's a couple of old ones that I think of uh, the next voice you hear. I don't know if anybody heard me talk about that, but it's a story of, and it's not very long, and it's about somebody who's listening to the radio, and it's kind of funny, it's kind of it's kind of goofy, but he's listening to the radio, he's, in, he's with his family, it's black and white movie, and then all of a sudden God speaks on the radio, <laughs> and I don't know, I can't remember what he says, and then the next day, everybody, you know, they start talking, everybody gets on, the, you know, like crowds around the radio to hear the next message for the next day that God is speaking. So I won't tell you how it ends, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, it, it brought fear to people and, but it shouldn't have, it's kind of goofy, but still it was interesting. And another one is, um, uh, Cabin in the Sky. Did anybody see that movie? I don't watch a lot of movies, but nobody saw that movie before. That's a really good movie. And it's a black and white one. You have to see it. I won't tell you about it, but it's really, really good. Matter of fact, I own it because I really like it. So, Margo, here's something from you. It, I don't care if it's about this or something similar or something that God kind of brought to you while we were talking. Yeah, very, very much. When you spoke about us uh, starting to research, oh my I goodness, I forget what else you said, myself. but I laughed. I think I laughed out loud. You said, look into the ancient scrolls Tony, or something like that. Is, are you talking, Margot, and I'm not hearing you? I'm talking. Can you hear me now? I guess it's can you hear me? Yes, now uh, I can. Okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. So when you when you mentioned, no, I can't. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. What's going on with that? Can anybody hear anybody yeah. else? Tony, are you talking? No, I I can hear her too. Okay, I hear you. Oh, okay. Now I hear you. Okay, okay. So you said earlier to look into the ancient scrolls or in any case to start research. I tell you a few days ago, because I came upon so many mentions of Flavius Josephus, I thought, 
Okay, so I ended up, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, everybody relied, or talking or writing on the ancient times, biblical or, 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 yeah. So I decided I really felt led to order him. I tell you, I encourage anybody with the slightest interest in history, biblical times, and, and, and what, uh, just an amplification of what's in scripture to, to consider ordering Flavius Josephus. He was the Jewish scholar of scholars. I mean, prolific beyond belief. I mean, nobody can believe the scholars today can't believe how prolific he was, how brilliant. He later became a Roman citizen also and lived at the emperor's court in Rome. But I tell you, he so amplifies the scriptures, even from the beginning of Genesis. And he obviously had so many Hebrew uh, scrolls and so much that since disappeared and he pulls it together. And as others said, we don't know why everything by him survived, but I know it's the hand of God. It's so exciting the way he brings to life the, the Old Testament times. I mean, all these centuries, basically he brings to life thousands of years um since since adam and he had a, obviously a lot of revelation but like i said so many so many jewish hebrew scrolls that that are long gone and i encourage you to order it beware of the hard copy it's like it's it's almost a weapon it's so heavy but uh yeah that's that's all <laughs> yeah, I've got that. So I oh. got two of those. Oh. I think I got, I got two or three, I think. Of, one's, uh, one's a paperback, one's the really heavy one. Yeah. But yeah. there are some criticisms about it. Like it's not, you know, like the huge one doesn't complete, yes. whatever. I don't know. Yes, there are criticisms. But, you know, uh, the criticisms are when he talks about himself or anything that's kind of personal. It's a, it's a bit boastful. But everybody says <laughs> that was normal for the times. Everybody did it. He did less of it than others. But when he's not personally involved, I believe he's very, very accurate and very amplifying the biblical record. It's just awesome. Amen. Yeah, I own a copy of that. No, that's okay. I, I love all the ancient scrolls from, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls and, and all of that. It's definitely awesome. Yeah. I think uh, there's some people that do re reference that. Tony? Hey, Paula, I was just thinking, you know, um, you talked about uh, separating yourself and, you know, it, it's it's actually the same word that I got last night from a prophet, you know, just, uh, <laughs> so um, just, Basically, three times the Lord said to me, he says, close the back door. And I was like, Lord, what's the back door, Jesus? And I, I felt like it had to do. Then another prophetic person came to me and says, Tony, when when he said that, I saw because I was asking the Lord, Lord, what's the back door? And I kind of I know, but, you know, I, I, I want to make sure. And um, the other prophet said, well. You know, Tony, as soon as he said that, I saw these things that were holding you back coming off and i knew that 
that actually had to do with things with my family, you know, um, that, that they don't really want me to step into what God has because they have their own motives, I guess, is the best way to put it. So that's tough. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, so I, I definitely see that. And, you know, the whole part about, uh, you know, separating yourself unto the Lord and stuff. It's, it's like, I feel like it's a time in my life, you know, honestly, okay, just so you know, I have, I have a couple hundred dollars to my name, really. And, you know, but, but at the same time, I'm excited because, because I see God moving and I know he takes care of me when I go different places. He just does. And, and that's just part of it. And I, I'm, I'm learning to trust in his provision. I'm learning to trust in his care. Can I say that? And uh, yeah. to be able to, to, to really be separated unto him and really be focused on him. I think it's such an exciting, exciting thing. And I just love, love it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes some of the provision could be, you know, just for balance for everyone could be a part-time job or renting something, selling something like there are times that I've like, uh, would feel like I need to just go and do this. I got to go do that. You know, and I feel the, the energy on it and the determination on it. And I know it's, you know, it's, it's, it's his way of providing or, or whatever. So, but yeah, that, that trust, um, of taking care of you all the time and preparing you and yeah, he, he marks us and, and makes it happen. You know, if we're yielded, that's the key, the yielding, the yes, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, amen. Wow. Yeah, God is good. Uh, Lacey, do you, Lacey or Doris do you, or Shante, do you have anything you'd like to share? Or did you come prepared to say anything? Because I'm kind of bugging you guys about that hi Paula hi. <laughs> um I just wanted to share that lately um I've been um uh, because I grew up in a third world country so our um lifestyle was a bit different it's more like what as what you were talking about uh with the different definitions um it's more Christian so I've been feeling um, led to go back into that teaching, to those teachings that I, that I, that was once inside of me. Um, just go back to that. Um, and um, with the sanctification, um, just more of that. Um, just being yielded more, <laughs> more and more. Just never stop. <laughs> just being yielded. Um, just continue to be yielded. Um, yeah good stuff good stuff good stuff yeah it is you know you just maybe think about um uh and i'm not i'm trying not to just like pick at anybody not you guys but churches or whatever there's sometimes we might we we go to a church and you know they might talk about a, a topic like today it was being thankful thankful to god thankful to people that are in your life and things like that and 
and everything. But I think sometimes we miss the intimacy part, the the one on one. I think that's the number one focus for me in my heart is to make sure like it's him and me, you know, that kind of thing. And then everything flows from that. We can we can get on these topics and lose relationship, you know. So I just want to share that. Um, I don't know if you have anything, Doris or Shante. No, not really. Um, I've been listening to a lot of the ancient writings lately. So it's funny that you mentioned to go back and to listen to those two. So yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we might say, oh, you know, I, I know about this, or I heard about this, or this is in the Bible, or, but, but the idea here is to reinforce, you know, reinforce, just like the Lord's just given to me now, you know, how you, when you build a house, you have, um, you know, something to, uh, you know, keep, keep the heat in and, uh, you know, insulate that, and so there's an insulation, there's a reinforcement, and so, you know, when you're listening to whatever, you might be, the Lord might be using it to reinforce, to, to protect what you have, um, to keep it in your mind, to keep it in your spirit. And, and so that he can continue to grow you beyond what you're listening to, because that's the idea here too. And, um, you know, I just want to encourage you in that way. You know, like I said, eat, sleep and drink Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Uh, Shante, do you have anything you'd like to share? Just want to give you that. Um, no, not at this time. Okay, okay, and um, so I, I guess, uh, I guess we'll just pray. So, Father God, thank you for this call, and we ask that your presence. Sometimes angels will come and they will um, remind you of something, give you encouragement, uh, to kind of stir your heart to, to go in this direction, that direction. Like you were just saying, Doris, about, you know, feeling like you wanted to, to listen to the ancient teachings and so forth. So, uh, so God, we just give you permission to take a hold of everything and anything and to clear out the, the old stuff and bring in the new and reinforce and, God is speaking right now, just, he just imparted to me right now, um, about, um, the ancient paths, the ancient paths, the word says to ask to, you know, find the ancient paths, go back to the ancient paths. And because obviously they were caught as a family or tribes in these mindsets that they lost it. So God, we're open to re-engage with the ancient paths and the, and the ways that were lost and that we would find your presence on it and you will stir us up as we find these gems. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop the recording and I'm just gonna minister to you guys individually. And so thank you for everyone who watched this and God bless you.